This is Museum Secrets from the Ashmolean. I'm your host, Lucy Dawkins, and every day I'll be bringing you a bite-sized undercover story from our collections. Step in through the front doors and join me for some joyful, wonderful, and sometimes bizarre tales hidden in the objects. We will be going behind the scenes and beyond the labels, into dark corners of the storerooms and into the minds of the curators. Today, we're going back to Gallery 3, a space dedicated to objects which in the past have been repaired or adapted rather than being thrown away. Objects which are so special that even when they've become worn out or broken, their loving owners have found ways of keeping them going. Their damage has become part of their history, a beautiful mark of the journey that they've been on. One of the items in this gallery was discovered by textiles conservator Sue Stanton in a forgotten corner of the Ashmolean storeroom. Here she is to tell us more. When I joined the museum's conservation team in 1996, one of my first tasks was to survey and document the condition of the Eastern Art Department's textile collection. In those days, the Eastern Art Storeroom was an old-fashioned space and objects and textiles were crammed into every corner of the room. I gradually worked my way through the collection, spending long days on my own down in the store. Sometimes it felt like Christmas, opening a box to find it full of sequined elephant trappings or spectacularly colourful Central Asian ikat coats. On other days, a single drawer of textile fragments could take hours to survey and my mind would wander. When I look back at my original handwritten survey forms, they sometimes include a random list in the margin of Wimbledon tennis champions in the 1980s or my shopping list for that evening. But one day, I found something very special squashed onto a coat hanger at the back of a cupboard. When I brought it out into the light, I saw the sparkle of sequins and gold threads. My first reaction was, Wow! It was a coat, long and elegantly slender. The fabric was a bright green silk, decorated all over with gold embroidery of sprays of flowers which glinted with sequins as they caught the light. The front edges, hem and deep sleeve cuffs were trimmed with an elaborate scrolling gold braid. The gown was from Turkey made about 1900 for a special occasion such as a wedding. All the gold embroidery and trimmings make the robe heavy to wear and hard to move around in. It was designed to drape elegantly around a bride, partly trailing on the floor. She would have been the glittering centre of attention, a spectacular vision in green and gold. I thought it was a beautiful thing which would look great on display. Then, as I looked closer, I found that the green silk had been severely damaged. By light, the bright green colour had faded to a dull beige, so the dramatic contrast between the green silk and the gold embroidery was lost. From the pattern of the fading, you could tell that it had happened when the coat had been folded into a rectangular shape, probably so that it would fit into a display case. Where the light fell onto the textile surface, the dyes have lost their colour. 
The fading of the green silk caused by light damage was so severe the curators would not be able to include it in any of their galleries. On my condition survey form, I've given it a category three, which is poor and not suitable for display. The comments I wrote were, two large squares of lining cut away, braid generally curled and distorted, with an area at hem unravelled. Very faded, except left back and shoulder and sleeve. Purple stains bottom right, front and back. Foxing on lining. And that was that. The robe would function as a study piece, available for researchers and people with a special interest, but not to be viewed by the regular museum visitors. Ten years went by. Then, in 2007 the conservation team were asked to put together displays for a new gallery on the subject of conserving the past. We wanted to find striking objects which could illustrate the work of the conservator, how we investigate objects and the agents of their decay. Going through my records, I realised the Turkish robe fulfilled this brief perfectly. First, it is a spectacular piece created as it was to be worn on a special occasion. Second, its damaged and faded condition perfectly illustrates the dramatic impact of exposure to too much light. The pattern of the fading tells the story of how it has been displayed in the past. It provides a cautionary tale of what can happen to objects if care is not taken when they are put out on display. So, Although the robe's original glory is faded by light, it has unexpectedly found a new role, telling the story of the fragility of our collections and why we need to care for them. Although its appearance is not what was intended by its creators, it is still a beautiful thing with an important message to pass on. If you want to see this amazing sparkly wedding dress from your own home, follow the link in the podcast notes to find a picture of it. It contains a telling tale of the lengths that the museum's behind-the-scenes heroes have to go to to preserve these objects, sometimes even battling the light. If you enjoyed this episode, then join us tomorrow when we're going to meet another very special dress. It's a story about communities of women and upcycling. In the meantime, please remember to rate, review and share the podcast so that other listeners can find us. (laughs) 